Hey, Dill, just wrapped uh, divisional football this past weekend. How do we feel about that? I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy to think that, you know, conference championship weekend coming up here this weekend. Uh, we'll be talking about the big game here in about two weeks. Yeah. Season's flying by. And, I mean, how could we forget the Madden Pro Bowl, man? Pretty excited Ugh. for Madden Pro oh, Bowl. Oh, for sure. 2021. For sure. Very, very excited. Um, but Not really. Episode 39. Which to me means next week, episode forty. And when mm. I saw that, I'm like, wow. Okay. That's 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 a substantial amount of time. I mean, episode fifty four will be a year. Mm-hmm. Something like so fifty two, um, something like that. Fifty two, like fifty four. So I mean, we're like three months away from our our one year. Mm-hmm. And uh that's that's what's like wow. Nine months in basically. Uh, coming up next week, episode 40. But wow, I mean, divisional week, a lot of notable things. Lamar had an injury, Mahomes injury, uh, potentially Drew Brees' last game. Mm-hmm. We had a, con- con- a controversial call in the Browns game that cost them the game. And I mean, Jalen Ramsey, you know, he cried. Yeah. He, he cried. That's what Devontae uh, Adams can do to people. I guess. <laughs> Not just uh, fan bases, but, you know, <laughs> you know, actual NFL superstars like Jalen yeah, Ramsey. But- <laughs> I just think it's so funny that it happened to Ramsey. Just I know, cause he, I know. He, I think he's a really good corner. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I put him top of my list in terms of – or, I, I mean, there's a couple guys this season. Um, we got Jair Alexander was going crazy for the Packers. I mean, he's he's a great uh, corner. Jalen Ramsey, though, definitely up there for me, maybe one or two. Mm-hmm. De- to see Devontae burn him like this, man-to-man, it was only like 19 yards in his touchdown. The Rams were running a lot of zone, and he was picking up Adams on those plays, and 
And those are the plays he really, you know, should have made. I mean, it's it's harder when you're in zone. It's not like he's jamming them off the line. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I mean, you got to know, with a guy like Devontae Adams, you can't be running that much zone. No, no. Um, and I think that's really what cost him that game. Um, but, I mean, we got a lot to break down today. So why don't you just go ahead and, and kind of preview what we'll be talking about and then go ahead and get into that Rams-Packers game that we just mentioned. All right. Well, as Alex said, welcome to episode number 39. Uh, we will be breaking down each of the four divisional playoff games. Uh, really not any blowouts. I didn't say they were fairly close. Obviously, the biggest point yeah. margin being 14, which was in Buffalo on Saturday night. Then we are going to preview conference championship weekend. We got the uh, Bills and the Chiefs, and we got the Packers and the Bucks. And then finally, we will be continuing our future the NFL series with free agents. Uh, Alex had listed here um, some top free agents by skill position, and we will break maybe two or three of them down from each position and see if they're going to stay or go, and if they're going to go, what teams they potentially could go to. For sure. All right, Dale. First game of the divisional round. Rams 18, Packers 32. I mean, break it down. What happened? What do you think went wrong? How, how do you see this affecting the Rams? So basically, what went wrong was is that the Rams had to go to Lambeau Field in January. Yeah. And that's just not fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, real. You know, they have the ultimate, no matter if there's fans in the stadium, whether it isn't fans, that is the most, that is the ultimate home field advantage in the NFL in playoff football is going up to Lambeau Field, freezing your butt off, basically, and trying to go beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And that's what the Rams were tasked to do. Obviously, they came up a little short. They kept it close, though, for a while. Uh, But, I mean, just too much Aaron Rodgers. 296, two touchdowns. He's going to win MVP. We we really don't like Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, it's, it's hard to take away the talent that he has. I mean... I believe if you include his playoff stats now, he is inching closer to 50 touchdowns on the season with only wow. four interceptions. Dang. Um, 14 carries, 99 yards, and a touchdown for Aaron Jones. Uh, Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams, as Alex mentioned, Devontae Adams got on the board. Alan Lazard with a huge touchdown, though, about halfway through the fourth quarter to extend the lead out to two scores. Jared Goff, he played all right coming off that thumb injury. This was his first start since the thumb injury. Obviously, John Wolford started before the injury in Seattle last week. He had 174 yeah. and a touchdown. Not bad. Cam Akers, though. Cam Akers had another big game. 18 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Obviously, he did get that two-point conversion. That was a pretty slick play design where they did like the, almost like the hook and ladder yeah. on the two-point conversion. Honestly, that was really nice. That was my favorite play of the game Yeah, for real. Yeah, the, it's just the innovation of Sean McVay that, yeah. that led to that two-point conversion to make it a seven-point game at the end of the third quarter. But I mean, the Rams, they had their chances in the fourth quarter. They just couldn't move down the field, but then they fall short as the Packers move on to host the NFC championship game next Sunday. I try my best not to forget how bad the Rams were before Sean McVay, because it really, to me, oh, they were horrible. Sean McVay him. is one of the best coaches right now. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay. I mean, he should have gone farther in the playoffs. If I'm sorry, Jared Goff, I don't, I just don't think he's there. You, you take a look. He went to the Super Bowl he's and scored three points. Yeah, and and the reason they even made that Super Bowl was on the back of C.J. Henderson's playoff run and Todd Gurley's season. Mm-hmm. So Goff, I know he's playing with a thumb, but really this could have been the game where Goff 
if Goff would have beat Rodgers, which, like you said, it's almost impossible at Lambeau Field, ultimate home field advantage, had had Goff been able to pull this off, though, I think he would have proved a lot of people wrong. I think now next season he's going to have a lot to prove because I think this Rams team was a really good team. Mm-hmm. They they obviously beat Seattle, and Seattle wasn't bad by any means. They they, they have holes. They ran to Seattle at the wrong defense. time, in my opinion, unfortunately yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks. I swear. And, I mean, the Rams, they they won some games in the regular season that I didn't think they would have mm-hmm. won. And uh, I, I thought they had a really good team. Their defense was looking young. The, they've got young guys on offense, Cooper Cup. Robert Woods getting up there in age, but he's still good. You, you talk about Van Jefferson's going to be he's a guy. He's going to have a big impact in 2021. For sure. And, I mean, I thought this season they had a really good – I wouldn't say the best roster in football. And obviously, had Aaron Rodgers not had this season, I mean, things might be different. But uh, the Rams, I, I think they're going to have a lot to prove whether they can get back in the playoffs next year because I see the Cardinals rising up. I see the 49ers returning to their form. I see maybe Seattle improving a little bit on that defensive side of the ball again. And I I, I don't know. It's going to be tricky. I think the Rams blew the opportunity, but – I think it mostly falls on Jared Goff for me, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. Main thing to come out of this, though, I'm just hoping Aaron Rodgers doesn't make the Super Bowl because if he makes the Super Bowl, it's like I don't even want to watch it. And I, I like it's just being a Lions fan. It's no hate to Rodgers. This season, I've come to respect the guy. I've come to like the guy. He's a talented player. But if he was in the Super Bowl and had a chance to potentially win it again, it would just – I don't know. It would just really annoy me. Definitely. <laughs> but uh, moving on to, uh, I mean, speaking of Jared Goff, though, real quick, he scored three points in his big game. I saw a meme about this next game. Bills 17, Ravens 3. Jared Goff, and it's Lamar and Jared Goff, and Jared Goff goes, now what you're going to do is the biggest game of your life, you're only going to score three points. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it's true. Lamar obviously injured in the third quarter, but why don't you go ahead and break down this game? I was really surprised on how low scoring of a game this was. I mean, but the more shocking thing of when you look at it is Justin Tucker hit the hit the post twice on field goals from inside yeah. of 45 yards. And he doesn't miss. No, he doesn't. Baltimore Ravens fans call him automatic tuck. That's how automatic this guy is. I mean, he d- they sell his jerseys, bro. And a lot of people show up to the games with his jerseys. And that's crazy because, you know, kickers don't get that much love unless you're one of the best. And Justin Tucker is and one of the best. he is, definitely. So, but what, wasn't one of them a double doink? Or uh, I mean, no, both. One, of- uh, one, actually, they hit both uprights. Hit the first Dang. one off the left upright, he hit the second one off the right upright. Oh, my So, gosh. you know, he was a crossbar away from hitting everything. I mean... And then ended up getting the only points of the game with a field goal uh, right before halftime, which almost hit the left post. But uh, Josh Allen, 206 yards and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs was a key part in this game, and he was going to be a key part for the Bills to win this game. He had eight catches for 106 yards and did score uh, Josh Allen's only passing touchdown. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 164 yards and an interception. That turned out to be the dagger, the pick six, 101 yards. What a play. I believe uh, the guy's last name was Johnson, I believe. Just caught yeah. it in the back of the end zone. It was just shaking guys and basically went untouched 101 yards. Uh, and a big part, kudos to the Bills defense. They held Lamar Jackson to nine carries for 34 yards. 
And that's he had 117 yards or 116 yards rushing against the Titans in Wild Card Weekend. And he get, wow. and he only had eight more carries than this than nine. He had 17 in that game. He only had nine this week. Yeah. And then obviously the concussion on the bad snap and the last play of the third quarter, uh, which led their backup to come in, wasn't RG three. Yeah. I don't remember who they. It was, it was Huntley. Huntley. Yeah. They didn't put an RG three in. They cut RG three uh, as well as Mark yes, Ingram last yeah. night, which wasn't really surprising in my opinion. But, just, just it wasn't surprising about Mark Ingram, but RG three man, that one hit. Different. Yeah, I mean, it's like that really means his career was a was a bust. A bust. Yep. And I, I wasn't ready to admit that because I mean, it's like I had some mm-hmm. hope. I mean, imagine, just imagine for a minute, they had put RG three in this game, and somehow he found a way to win. I know it's highly unlikely, but that would have been the most full circle. Yeah, I'm not sure why they didn't put him in because it makes no difference. If you're gonna cut him anyway. Get him some playing time and see, see yes, what he can you know, do. Show a little film to the other teams that maybe want to pick him up yeah. in the offseason. I think someone will pick him up mm-hmm. at least in, in, in the offseason. I mean, hopefully we have a preseason this year, coming, this coming year, and yeah. he can maybe prove himself to make a roster as a backup. And then barring injuries, yeah. maybe he can get into maybe a game or two next year. But uh, another big man. story in the game was the Ravens' offensive line. The center, the snapping game was horrible. Lamar Jackson had like three snaps over his head. And that's not and the yeah. Ravens offensive line. I mean, there's a that's one of the reasons why they have a good rushing attack. Yeah, they have, you know, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Bus, and then Lamar Jackson that can run the ball, but the offensive line is a big part of running the ball, as most teams or as most people know. Yeah. And for then, real. And I think, I mean, just that there was a list of struggles that I just couldn't have anticipated for this game. I thought it was going to be a mm-hmm. lot better, especially watching that Browns Ravens game regular season time with Lamar's pooping incident mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, they were unbeatable after went that. Out, yeah. I, when Lamar went out in that game, he came back and he was never mm-hmm. the same like the rest of the season. And then he comes out versus the Titans and has that great game. I think um, in those last six games, this wasn't they Jackson put up like 32 a game or something. Now, granted, they did play the Bengals in one of those games, but. Yeah. But, I mean, the Bengals beat They they did. They did. (laughs) The only really bright spot Um, for the Ravens other than Lamar's, you know, mediocre game was Hollywood Brown. He had four catches for 87 yards. It's really sad. In Lamar's three seasons where he's been, three postseasons where he's been a quarterback, they've had three disappointing exits. Obviously, they lost in his rookie season to the Chargers, and then the Chargers went out and got killed by the Patriots in divisional weekend. And then that sad loss to the Titans last year where they were the one seed. Yeah. And then to, you know, bow out like this. Not that the Bills are a bad team. It was just I was expecting a closer game, maybe a more competitive game than 17-3. The score sure. doesn't dictate. The score does not dictate the game. The Bills could easily won this yeah, game no. 38-7. Swear. Uh, it was pretty much a blowout. Just the, like you said, the score didn't reflect it. And I'm not going to put this one. Everyone's blaming Lamar for this. I don't blame it on him. That pick six, 101 yards is like. When you look at the play before, unlikely. Hollywood Brown was wide open and Lamar didn't see him. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot to work to do. We still admit that. I mean, all the memes are this is why you don't put a running back at quarterback, but you forget he had to get them mm-hmm. to this point. Lamar carried them this season, he the did. last half. If Lamar's not on that team, I mean, like, okay, put Jameis Winston on his team, for instance. 
He's gonna have thirty picks and thirty interceptions and not. Hey, make but James James so, dotted somebody up though in that in that Saints game. He did. We're we're gonna talk about that. But all I'm saying is, it's like you, you can have knocks on every mm-hmm. quarterback. I mean, there's knocks on Tom Brady, and in my mind, he's the undisputed mm-hmm. goat. So, I mean, you can say anything. I won't say yet that Lamar doesn't have what it takes to get to the Super Bowl. I believe um, they they're gonna make the playoffs mm-hmm. again next year. I think they're gonna do. They it. can win the division next Whether year. I think can, again, for sure. The one thing is whether or not he can get them mm-hmm. to that Super Bowl. I know he can get them to the playoffs, and I know now that he can win a playoff game against a good team like the yeah. Titans. The question is, can he get them to the Super Bowl? Because I feel like if if you, you played three of these Bills-Ravens games, each one would be different. Each one. And the Ravens mm-hmm. might win one. The Bills might – it might there might be a close one. I think out of this one, though – all the bad, all the worst things that could have happened for the Ravens kind Definitely. of happened. Like you said, Tucker missed. Jackson I mean, if Tucker makes hurt. two of those field goals, it's, it's already 17-9. Yeah. And, I mean, if, if Lamar had made that throw to Hollywood Brown wide open, mm-hmm. it would be a lot different. It, 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 it's just – And who knows, the game know, could have been different if Lamar plays a full 60 minutes. For sure. I kind of expected him to come back after. I mean, maybe he was just taking a poop and he was going to come back, but he never did. Uh, that that injury was kind of nasty. That I concussions mean, aren't you know it, anything it, to mess with, as we're going to talk yeah. about with this next game, man. I mean, that was definitely a surprise. Uh, I didn't get to, the way he couldn't even stand. I didn't up. even get to. I didn't get to watch the Chiefs game, and I took a break at work, and it was the third quarter, and it was a one score game, and I was like, well, I turned it on. And I was like, why is Chad Henney in the game? So the first thing I do is I go to my group chat and I ask my friend, I'm like, are you guys watching the, the Chiefs game? Uh, what happened to Mahomes? I didn't even yeah. say Mahomes. I mean, I just, I was like, what happened to 15? And they're like, oh, we got hurt. I'm like, the first thing I thought is, oh my gosh, the Chiefs season's over. And then I, and then yeah. I was like, well, what happened? They were like, oh, concussion. And then I saw it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think he's going to play next week. That was. And then uh, I heard Tony I mean, Romo we'll on the see. broadcast say, if that's not a concussion, I don't know what is. And I was like, For this real. is not good. But the uh, Chiefs, they ended up pulling it out, winning 22-17. to 17. Uh, I mean, I think the Browns should have won. I'm going to totally agree with you 100% going a little ahead of your notes here. Browns should have won this game. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that, we'll they, talk they about that helmet-to-helmet hit on Rashad Higgins. That was helmet. We'll talk helmet, about that. Bro. Trust and, me. And, and, that, there's two things wrong with that. That's a helmet-to-helmet hit, and that touchback rule is absolute garbage. I'm sorry. I know. we The Lions have been screwed. My opinion that on that rule is that if you fumble the ball out of bounds and it goes through the back of the end zone, you should get the ball, but it should go back to the 20-yard line. Not, I meant, yeah, I meant the like other that. team's 20. I don't mean your own 20. You should not yeah. get punished yeah. for fumbling a ball out of the back of the end zone. You can't control the ball that goes out of the for back real. of the end zone. Yeah, you can control that you fumble. But for it to go out of the back of the end zone is just, you know, it's unlucky and it's something for that real. happens in the game. And they should not, teams should not be punished for it, especially in this magnitude of a game. I mean, you think about that. The Browns score on that right before halftime. It's 19 to 10. They get the ball to start the second half and they score again. It's a, it's a two point game. And you, you never know what can happen. But, you know, it was just another sense or another game of Baker Mayfield struggling. And, I was really hoping they were going to win this game so I could prove you wrong so you could buy a Baker Mayfield jersey. 
but you know, it's just the classic Baker Mayfield. He, he had a great game last week against the Steelers. He had a great end of the regular season, beat the Steelers twice in a row. But then we go back to a big game. This is the biggest game of Baker Mayfield's young career. And he, he, he choked Swear. 204 yards, one touchdown, one interception right before half that led to a field goal by the Chiefs. Uh, the, the only reason the Browns really stayed in this game was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb had 69 yards. Swear. Kareem Hunt had a rushing touchdown against the former team. Patrick Mahomes, 255 yards, a passing and a rushing touchdown after that, uh, or before that third quarter concussion. Chad Henney came in, went six for eight, 66 yards, did throw a key interception that gave a Brown, the Browns some life late in the fourth quarter. But two big plays on that final drive, that 13-yard scramble on – or that uh, 12-yard scramble on third and 13. And then the play that they ran on fourth down to get that ball to Tyreek Hill and for the awareness of Tyreek Hill to slide inbounds to keep the clock rolling and basically end the game. Yeah, I swear. Same, Same thing, thing Lamar, Lamar did in, that, in the that, Titans um, game. Titan and game. Travis, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek yeah. Hill, they combined for 16 catches, 219 yards, and a touchdown. They are the reason that the Kansas City Chiefs are moving on. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this game, Browns, I wanted them to win. I did. I wanted them to win because the Chiefs are mm-hmm. the number one team. Everybody would just that, that, said that's that what you want to want to beat the number one team. If the Browns, if the Browns had beat the Chiefs, I mean, I don't think they could have gone on to beat the Bills. Uh, Bills, uh, Bills nah, Browns AFC Championship it, game would have been quite a lot of fun, though. It would have been. Um, man, I wanted Mayfield to prove me wrong. One and two and four, one and one isn't bad, but like you said, he just he's inconsistent. It's a big game, him. and you need Chubb, if you want to win playoff games, especially on the road. This late in the season, you got to do better than 204 yards. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got, you got, you got to. I mean, he had a lot of opportunities. He, the number one thing that I don't understand, and this is the first thing I said to my dad when they punted the ball at the end of the game back to the Chiefs. I know what they were thinking. It's Chad Henney. He might throw another pick. He's not going to get the well. The, first, the Chiefs okay. conver- they converted the like three third downs on that drive too. Yes. And I, I, but I was thinking like, man, if I'm the Browns there, mm-hmm. I go. For I would have, yeah, I would have. So you are, you are what the 40, it, 45 it yard line. That, I would have gone for it. I would have gone for it because I mean, they they had made a lot mm-hmm. of fourth downs. They had mm-hmm. made one Mayfield on that drive. Sneak, yeah. Baker Mayfield sneak. I I thought for sure. Okay, just go for it here. You have nothing to lose. All of a sudden, they bring out the punt team. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? The real thing is they shouldn't mm-hmm. have been in this position because, I mean, that, that was the clearest helmet-to-helmet. That's, that's as clear as the pass interference Saints game, in that yeah. Rams. Yeah, I, I totally game. agree. I mean, I mean, like, how, like, how can everyone across America, even if you're not mm-hmm. a Browns fan, even if you're the diehard Chiefs fan, you can say, like, I'm a Chiefs fan. I am. I like Mahomes. He's a beast. Tyreek Hill is one of my favorites. But, man. Even I can say, wow, yeah, that, that is that is a blatant helmet-to-helmet. That should be their ball. It goes out the back of the end zone. Well, that doesn't matter because mm-hmm. it happened So it would have been an automatic flag. first down so, at the one-yard line probably. Yeah. But instead, oh, Chiefs ball. And, I mean, here's the thing. The fact that they won that game like that, I think Mahomes will play. I think they'll find a way. I saw that NFL. he has you know, already Rodgers, no. cleared two of the five phases of concussion protocol. So you know, you know play. he's gonna there's, play the game. There's no way you keep Even him out of this he, game. 
dude, even if he's not ready, the NFL loves to create these narratives. We can admit in some cases the NFL, I don't want to say per se rigged, but I mean, the NFL definitely has an agenda. There's been times Roger Goodell has said, you know, you want to make a dynasty with the Patriots. You want you want those things to happen. You want those historic things to keep people watching. And I mean, I'm not going to say that's what's happening, but if Mahomes plays, you know, it's a little bit of special treatment. Mm-hmm. It's got to be because I mean, how <laughs> that man couldn't stand up. He he was his teammates yeah. had to help him get up. I mean. I, and also, I don't want to see him play with a no. concussion, man. Because then if he goes out and I don't plays wanna, a bad I don't wanna... game and the Bills end up winning, I think that's going to make the NFL look worse. I swear. I, uh, I'm i excited. I hope Mahomes plays, but at the same time, I, I kind of hope he doesn't because I don't want to see uh, concussed Mahomes. I don't want to see him get scary. CTE. Anything Bills like that. defense, I mean – Dude, that Bills defense, if they get a pass rusher, they'll be the best defense next year. And, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're secondary. Their secondary is probably top three in the league. Travis White. White, Jordan Poyer. Sure. I mean, Micah Hyde. There's a – All three of them got mossed yep. by one yep. man. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. He's the only mm-hmm. man who can stop them. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, moving on to uh, – this was a game that uh, was tough to watch for me. Being uh, Breeze's mm-hmm. probably last game, definitely his yeah, last game. Yeah, the definitely Saints. came out uh, before the game, basically saying on. he's expected to retire and this is going to be his last game at the Superdome because if they did pull it out, it would have been in Green Bay next week, and then obviously the Super Bowl they would have made it. Yeah, but man, it was, it I was mean, sad, you know, and just the way he played. The video of watching him look back. I watched him look back. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know him if look you back watched that. that at the Saints yeah, fans that, that were uh, lucky to be there on Sunday at the dome and just, you know, waving goodbye and just, you know, it was really sad. And you really, those are the moments that you wish that that Superdome could have been packed. So Drew Brees could have said goodbye to those fans yeah. in, you know, a normal fashion. Swear. For sure, man. He, 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 one of the greatest mm-hmm. yeah. quarterbacks of all time for me, he paved oh, the way for the definitely, shorter. Definitely. Yeah. If, like if it wasn't Wilson, for Drew Brees and his longstanding, you know, great career, we wouldn't have Russell Wilson. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, yeah. Baker Mayfield, short quarterbacks like that. He's and you know what the worst part about this game mm-hmm. was the fact that he struggled. 134. All the one three interceptions three were just costly, especially numbers two and three. Because the third one killed yeah. the game, basically. But people think that second one. Yeah. That was a big play in the game because it was tied at that point. And then the Bucks went down and took the lead. Yeah, it's just sad. I mean, but and then another play we got to talk about is um, Jared Cook's fumble. That was huge. Yeah. What a play by um, who stri- it was. Was it Antoine Winfield that stripped it? I believe. Or was he the one that recovered? I think he so. He was in there. Somebody for sure. stripped it. He recovered. Yeah. I mean, defensive he was in that play the for sure. I got y'all hip to him. Episode one. He was my sleeper on defense. Tyler Johnson, my sleeper on offense. He made a great catch on third down to keep that uh, go-ahead touchdown drive alive. Leonard Fournette made yeah. a nice grab in the end zone there. I'm surprised they didn't look at that because that didn't look like a, t- a complete catch to me. But you know uh, that could it be going close. against, could be going your to your narrative of you know the NFL is kind of you know fixed and they want Brady in there. 
They do. I mean, here's the thing. Everyone's saying out of all the quarterbacks left, Brady's the worst. If Brady's the worst, I mean, it's only Mm -hmm. because of age, man. Because, I mean, this man, I know, like, and the thing is, I don't know if it's necessarily fixed uh, also, though, because he tried to down. Yeah, I saw that. He scored his rushing touchdown. He tried to get a high five from the ref. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, maybe maybe it's not rigged, but all the memes, you know. Man, Tom Brady tries to dap up <laughs> his former teammate. And, I mean, there's definitely there's, – mm-hmm. NFL's a business. There's been a lot of scandals, man. But uh, I think this game no. didn't need to be rigged no. because those plays. The three picks breeze through. Because with the way New Orleans the started, like talking about. they could have – I mean, that, that punt return on the first series that was 10 yards away from being a touchdown, the Saints needed to capitalize on that. Emmanuel Sanders dropped a touchdown yeah. in the end zone. And then Deontay Harris went Dude, back and ran the next punt return back. But a block in the back right before the return set that off. You take those two plays, it's 14 yeah. nothing, And the Saints are cruising. And they were going to easily win that game. It was 10 nothing in the second quarter. And the Bucs just rolled you know off. What's, you know what's a difference maker as well? Yes. And the thing, you mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. He had a good game, 648. But Michael Thomas... He's no going to have surgery, I heard, on his ankle. He, he was playing almost like on a fractured ankle. He just he was out there because he wanted yeah. to get Breeze. He wanted to play through the pain to get Breeze a Super Bowl. Now, if that's not class, I don't know what is. And, and you know, I hope Michael Thomas gets Michael through the Thomas surgery. probably and, uh, you know, in that know. conversation for best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, and he just, just injury had a down filled season. He only his injuries. only touchdown of the season came in that wild card game. If, if he had been like he was last year, mm-hmm. I think Saints would have won this game, and that's really what made the difference for me. It's just the fact that zero, no involvement. Obviously, like you mentioned, basically playing on a fracture, but just no involvement is what I think really, really separated this team because you have a guy like Traquan Smith. Three receptions, 85, two touchdowns. Really good game. I've never mm-hmm. heard of a Traquan Smith, you know? And, I mean, a guy I didn't realize was on his team got a reception. Yeah. 13 yards. Ty Montgomery. Yeah, he was the only, he was the only he was running on back standing after the uh, COVID issue with the Saints in Week 17. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Alvin Kamara had 18. And then 20, uh, only 20 receiving yards. yards. That is not like Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, yes. you can almost book for Not 40 to 50 receiving yards a game. For sure. And, I mean, he, di- he didn't Mm-mm, find the which end is, zone yeah. either. That, that, that uh, and then Fournette and Jones, we look on the other side running back-wise. They both had 60-plus rushing touchdowns, and obviously I mentioned Fournette's receiving touchdown. Brady, 199 yards, yeah. three total touchdowns. You mentioned the rushing touchdown, but two passing touchdowns. Not a Brady-esque, yeah. not a Brady-esque game yards-wise. But these are the kind of games that Brady puts together in the playoffs, and then the defense goes and wins it for him. This is probably – I'm going to say yeah. this. And now, yes, this may be a little controversial with some of the defenses that he had in his prime in New England. This could be the best defense he's ever had. After this game, I I, I have no doubt. Because, I mean, three interceptions on Breeze. I know it's Breeze's last game. The fumble – all Maybe. the turnovers they cause is really what pushed them over. Because if you look, the regular season games, they lost week one. The score was like mm-hmm. 30 to 23 or something. But realistically, it was like 30 to 10, and then they got like a couple points at the end. 
the second time they played in like what week 15 or something it was like 30 to 3 so for for the last time they played this season the the bucks only scored 3 points against the saints defense that's when the saints defense went off to have it reversed now and have the bucks come out on top shows me this defense is great cuz they 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 got it done when it counted and, I mean, you look at the Patriots. They've had some good defense. He's had some good players. There's been great plays. Mm-hmm. Ty Law mm-hmm. has made some great plays way back when he – Patriots. You talk about Stephon Gilmore. Hey, man, Malcolm about, Butler won the Super Bowl. talk about Malcolm Butler's play. For sure. You talk about those players. But in terms of overall defense, I think you got to be right. You're spot on here because Levante David Devin, is basically the Tom Brady Devin of the defense. White. And – this guy is gonna win. A sleeper. Guy's gonna win. We should have drafted year him one year. We should have drafted. We should have drafted I mean, him. I don't know. Did, did you see what I sent you before the show? Zero. I got it from the check. Uh, zero. Devin White has not missed a snap. Yeah. This year. They've played now wow. eighteen games. He has not missed a snap this year. And that interception he made on Drew Brees, just the way he read Drew Brees' eyes and made a break on the ball. Linebackers are not supposed to do that. That is more not of a safety skill set. Linebackers just that should not be allowed for linebackers to do. That's just unfair to the competition if linebackers can do that. Dog. Zero missed snaps. And it looks like he commented on the post and he said the only thing that stopped me was COVID mm-hmm. and it still couldn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, zero miss snaps. You're right, linebackers, bro. That's the tough position. You got to The running. I mean, you're j- yeah, on a pass block. I mean, you. running backs are jamming you. I mean, those guys, those third down backs they put in in the NFL are probably two twenty, two thirty. I mean, I know Devin White's up there. You know, he's got some muscle on him. But... About, I mean, imagine going against a guy Ugh. like Eddie Lacy. Back Eddie Lacy. I mean, he was big. He ate. <laughs> He was eating. He was he, eating he good. Like James Harden in Houston. But um, yeah, dude. Do you see James Harden? Yeah, yeah do about that dude bro, just slimmed no twenty pounds in four days. That that does bro, not happen. The next day, the next day, David and I were looking at a TikTok. He was so like fit, like athletic in his Brooklyn attire. I'm like, bro, there's no way. But I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's a whole nother story. Uh, moving on here to the final. I mean. This was the final game here, as I almost thought there was another game, but there isn't. I mean, I got a little excited, you know, to break down one more game, but this was it, man. Drew Brees' last game. Mm-hmm. Moment of silence for him, man. I, I, How do you feel about it's, it? Realistically, it's really to sad. me, I'm like, okay, NFL players retire, but Drew Brees to retire? It's, it's really, yeah. He's mm-hmm. been in the league since I've been watching. Drew Brees was my first jersey. The first, the first I mean, my first NFL jersey was a Drew Brees jersey. I went to when I went to Canton when I was like you know nine or ten years old. The first yeah. NFL jersey I was purchased was a Drew Brees jersey, and it's still sitting somewhere in my basement right now. Man. And it's just sad. He was my favorite quarterback growing up until a guy like Russell Wilson came into the league. Just he yeah. made he, he was almost like Aaron. We knock on guys like Drew, or, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady for not having the weapons that quarterback other quarterbacks yeah. are lucky to get, like a Kyler Murray right now with DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. Andy Isabella, Larry Fitzgerald, guys Larry like that. Fitz. 
But Drew Christian Brees, Kirk. look at it. I mean, yeah, he had Jimmy Graham. He made Jimmy Graham into, at the time, the best tight end in the league. He's had Michael Thomas, who yeah. you could argue he is the best receiver in the league right now. But other than and those three guys, he really hasn't had much to work with. And still can turn out, have the most passing touchdowns in NFL history, and have the most passing yards in NFL history. And he and what Brady's on what year nineteen year twenty, Breeze Breeze has only played yeah. two less years. And he'll probably pass him next year. But now understand, granted, those numbers yeah. aren't going to stand now with Tom Brady probably playing another two three years. But it's just amazing to see. And, and also, yeah. as you mentioned with the short quarterback thing, he just led the path for guys I mentioned, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and others. It's just sad to see him go, and it's going to be. But the other thing, it's going to be really interesting to see who's going to take his spot. As much as I don't want to see Matthew for Stafford sure. leave Detroit, I would see that being a good fit for Matthew Stafford, New Orleans. Sean Payton, Michael Thomas, well. he's got a run. He's actually going to have a running game for the first time in his career if he decides to go. Yeah. He'll have one of the best receivers in the league. The defense in New Orleans, if they could add a piece or two, that could be a top five defense in the league. Yeah. He'll be playing, still playing Lattimore in a dome eight games out of a season. He wouldn't have to travel to Green Bay. Yeah. In Chicago twice a year. The farthest north in the division he would have yeah. to go is Atlanta. <laughs> and Atlanta is a dome. <laughs> so that could, you know, think about that. Yeah, that could prolong Stafford's so career down. if he decides to go down to New Orleans, I think. I, I mean, I'm with you. I don't want to see Stafford go, but it would be nice to see him maybe go to the Saints because I am, you know, I'm a Saints fan. This game, though, I was definitely pulling for Brady just because I there's still people who will say Brady's not the GOAT to me. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I mean, I had this conversation with someone where they were like, no, Brady, no, because oh, Vinatieri won those Super Yeah, but Bowls. that's not the no, reason they no. won. It wasn't just on Vinatieri. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand. So, I mean, if Brady can somehow get in the Super Bowl this year – then I think that'll shut everyone mm-hmm. up, and he'll always be the goat. But I, he's my goat. Breeze, though, the thing about Breeze, he was the first Super Bowl I ever remember watching was him versus Peyton Manning, and uh, and it made me a Saints fan. My dad was a Saints fan, and um, we watched that game. I remember we decorated, and Drew Breeze was on the cover of Madden 11. I bought that game the day it came out. It was the first Madden I ever bought myself, and um. I just remember Drew Brees' speech in the opening of the game, man. Just how much fire and passion he had and love for the game. It was hard when he went out this season yeah, that, like that was, with the rib injury. Sad. I was like, wow. I mean, I don't even know. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't even know if he's going to be able to finish. For him to be able to come beat the Bears first round, then play the Bucks one more time, I think it was very fitting that him and Brady played in the last game. I think Definitely. that's poetic, and I think that's perfect. Um Tom Brady, yeah. after the game, hung out yeah, with Drew, Drew Brees and Drew his family. Drew Brees was on the field with his kids and his family for two hours after the game. Yeah. It's awesome. Crazy. Brady even – the coolest part to me, Brady, um, he throws the touchdown to Drew Brees' kid over Drew Brees' kid and then uh, grabs his bag mm-hmm. and says, all right, I'll see you, and walks out, you know. And yep. he left Brees there with his family. And I, I, think, I think that that moment is why Drew Brees will retire. I think – Oh, no. Like with he's Brady, far from he's it. not done yet. He's he still wants he still wants he still wants to play. He still has that fire with Breeze. 
It's not that he doesn't want to play, but I think he's just accepted. There's more to life than football. And I think hanging out with his family there, I think having that memory in that stadium for the last time as as a Saints player will probably be what makes him retire and mm-hmm. be like, you know, I'll cherish this memory forever. I think it's a great way to go out. I think it's very fitting for him. Um, moving on, though, as Brady's moving on to, I mean, Lambeau. I I think if it wasn't at Lambeau, if it was that if it was for the Buccaneers, if it was mm-hmm. home, I think they'd have a lot better shot. It's gonna be tough, I, but I, I, I think Brady gets that dub. And I mean they they creamed the mm-hmm. Packers the first time. I know it was different circumstances, but um as is the case almost every year, he's Super Bowl bound. And uh what do you think? Yeah. Sunday three oh five. It's gonna be the first of the two time. games on Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, it's gonna be up in Lambeau, as you mentioned. Uh, looking at the weather forecast here, it looks like it's going to be cold, windy, and snowy. So, you know, maybe Brady's used to these kind of games, you know. He's used to be playing in the AFC Championship game, yeah. you know, in Foxborough, where the weather can get like this in January. Yeah. Not as cold, but it can still be, you know, a little nasty. For I sure. see the Bucks pulling off the upset as well, winning this thing at a close one, 28-24, kind of low scoring. Brady's going to get two passing touchdowns, as he did against New Orleans, one to Cameron Brait, one to Chris Godwin. Uh, Jones and Fournette are going to keep their pace. They're going to go for about 50 apiece. Ronald Jones will be getting the running touchdown this week. Uh, Rodgers is going to do a first this year uh, on Sunday. I believe he's going to throw two interceptions, which he's only thrown four all season. I see him hitting two in this Ooh. game on Sunday. Uh, that Bucks defense is going to put a lot of heat on him, as they did in October. Uh, Aaron Jones is going to have a rushing touchdown in about 70 yards. Devontae Adams is going to get uh, one Passing touchdown, the only one passing touchdown by Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Feldes Scantling's going to have a good game. Lazard's going to have an okay game, but they're just going to fall short as the Bucks are going to do a first. They're going to make history on Sunday. They are going to be the first team ever to be hosting the Super Bowl and playing in the Super Bowl. It'll be a home game for them as the Bucks take the NFC Championship game on the road 28-24. I really want to see the Bucks do it. I really want to see them host for the first time in history. Because um, there's the thing. If, if if Tom Brady is able to get the Bucks to the Super Bowl um, and they play, you know, in Tampa, not only will he be the first to play, like, history-wise in the stadium, he'll also – we think back to that Falcons game. He was the first Super Bowl to ever go to overtime. He's, he's he, you know, like, he's a super, he's Super Bowl legend. The even the games he lost to Eli Manning, those catches that the Giants made against Tom Brady to win, like Brady is cemented in Super Bowl history, man. And if I, I think it would be really cool if he could have that, like the first team to ever play at their home field. Um, it's gonna be really close though. It's not gonna be like that mm-hmm. first time they played where it was just a blowout. Rodgers is gonna come to fight. Um, but here's the thing. The Packers, they were in the NFC Championship game last year. They lost. Dude, I to this they day, got I mean, it's been a year I, now. I, I, could imagine. I can't believe the butt whooping that they got in that game. And then you look back to the way the 49ers lost the Super Bowl last year and think to think that that 49ers team beat yeah. the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers, they were starting to get right into form when the playoffs Swear. started. And then for them to, what, they scored uh-huh. three points, seven points, something like that. I know they didn't hit double digits. So, like, 
But yeah, you like look nothing. back, uh, I like did nothing. see something going back to this game this year. Um, when they played in October, when they the Bucks walloped the Packers, Velda or um, Devontae Adams yeah. was coming off that hamstring injury that you know hampered him a lot last season, and then Lazard yeah. was uh, actually had core muscle surgery and was still recovering from that. He obviously caught the big touchdown last week. Those guys are going to be a big reason on this is why this is going to be a closer game than the game in Tampa. Is because Devontae Adams is going to be 100 percent and Lazard's going to be 100 percent or as close to 100 percent as you can be in mid-January. Yeah, for sure. I uh I agree. I mean, I was thinking back to that game, and I remember watching it at work. I was thinking, you know, why why was it such a blowout if Devontae mm-hmm. Adams is like the best route runner in the league or top two route runner in the league. And it's because he really didn't, wasn't able to do much. He was, he like you said, he was kind of hampered by that hamstring um, and just wasn't able to be at his full form. And I think he's, he's in that full form right now. And it's, it's going to be a really good game. Um, if the Packers win it, like I said, I, I don't want Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. It wouldn't be the end of the world, obviously, but just, just seeing Brady take the bucks in his first season with him to the Super Bowl, would would be perfect, and I I was telling my dad I would love to see Brady Mahomes mm-hmm. Super Bowl, the goat versus I mean one of the young guys definitely going to be in that conversation maybe one day, um and we uh I think it'd be really good to see that moving on though to that Chiefs game, Chiefs Bills, how do you see it yep. going down? I mean the Bills have to go to Arrowhead, right? Yeah, the the conference championship games are kind of weird, weird start times. Know you know, time. I don't know why it can't be a one o'clock game than a four o'clock game. Yeah, but I, mean, I guess pushing this to a six thirty game, you know, second half will be in prime time. Maybe a lot more people will be able to view it. You know, a good game to watch after the NFC champs have been decided. It's going to be a close one, no matter who is starting at quarterback for the Chiefs. Obviously, the eyes of the NFL world is going to be on Kansas City this week, especially that practice facility, see if uh, Mr. Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to go on Sunday after that concussion he suffered in the divisional round against the Browns. Chad Henney did show that he can come up into the clutch, obviously help them win that game. I see either way. I see the Chiefs Chiefs taking it in a close game, 31-23. Whichever quarterback plays for Kansas City, I see him throwing for three touchdowns. A guy that's going to have a big impact that I did not – actually, I forgot was still on the Kansas City Chiefs. We remember that Damian Williams had opted out of the season. I know that feels like forever ago, but Daryl Williams, he had about 70 yeah. yards on Sunday. I see him getting a touchdown and 60 yards this week. Josh Allen's big game struggles could come back to haunt him. Two interceptions, six sacks. Uh, Stefan Diggs is going to get held under 60 receiving yards. The Buffalo run game isn't going to be as obvious as it's been this season. It's going to keep them close, but not close enough. It's going to be Bucks and Chiefs in my Super Bowl. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, they met in Tampa. Not as much on the line as what's going to be on the line in the first Sunday mm-hmm. of February, as I think it's going to be Bucks and Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady in Tom Brady's home stadium. I think, uh, I think you're spot on. I don't see the Bills winning this game. Chiefs are just, you know, they're that team. Um, and I mean, we talk about Browns should have won. I mean, I think this could be a case of Bills should have won. I think uh, what's really going to propel them is Mahomes. If he plays, they're going to no doubt win. I mean, there was a lot of close games. Mahomes had a three interception game against the Dolphins. They beat the. Falcons I mean, they've struggled in all There's of December. Been games where I the mean, Chiefs have you look at that? You go back to that Sunday night game that they played against Denver. 
They scored 22 points against that horrible Broncos defense yeah. without Von Miller or Bradley Chubb. They scored 17 against the Falcons. They only put up 30 against the Dolphins. I understand the starters didn't play in that Chargers game, but they got beat by 10 points against the Chargers. Yeah, rookie of the Justin year. Herbert, Offensive that dude, year. man. Chargers should have won that game. They should have. Offensive rookie, they, they should have won that game. But like you mm-hmm. said, I think it's just the Chiefs. They, they, the they Chiefs. have the last couple they're years. Gonna they're going to find a way, a way to win. win. You and, look back um, at it, I mean, if they get it done this Sunday. And they're going to get it done. All they were was that offsides penalty away in that 2019 AFC Championship game from Patrick Mahomes being three Super Bowl appearances out of three seasons. If they end up getting to the big game this week. And that would have been something had he been able to, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's a team Mm -hmm. game, so it's not solely his fault, but I mean, it would have been a lot different had Mahomes been able to go three Super Bowl appearances in his first three years as a starter. Had he won the end and the year that he won the MVP. I mean, I think they could have done it, man. They were close, but, uh, it's going to be Chiefs Bucks, and it's going to be a really good Super Bowl matchup. I'm not sure who I'm going to give it to, but we'll break. We'll be breaking down that game, that Super Bowl game, come uh, next week, and real in depth, um, like we did prior to even knowing who was going to be in the playoffs. We really broke the game down. Um, but moving on to our final segment of the day, future of the NFL. I made a list of big name free agents. We're all gonna we're gonna talk about them, but I'm just gonna list off by position who we have, and then we'll actually talk about the players because we don't have time to go in depth about everyone. Uh, notable names though for quarterback, Dak Prescott. I mean Philip Rivers. He's up there. He's got a lot of kids, uh, but he might get another one year. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston. We, uh, we mentioned. Um, we kind of mentioned yeah that one one pass play, fifty six yards. Uh, 100% completion percentage in the playoffs, man. What a yeah. guy, man. No interceptions to balance it out. It was just one touchdown. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's he's a, a veteran guy. He's going to be a free agent. Then we got Mitch Trubisky, you know, yeah. the Nick, Nickelodeon. That, that's going to be something he's got to put on his resume. What a guy. Running back, NBA. though. He's got it. I mean, I think it's, mm-hmm. a team will definitely want him now that he's won that. Had he not, if he didn't have that, you know, I don't think he would get signed. You know, but just since he has that Nickelodeon, role, I think that helps his stock a little bit. Running back wise, there was a lot more guys running back uh, mm-hmm. who, who I uh, than I expected this year. Um, the big one, Aaron Jones. I think he resigns. We'll talk about that. Todd Gurley, um, Mark Ingram. He just got released. Leonard Fournette's going to be interesting. Carlos Hyde, Matt Breda, James White, Tevin Coleman, Kenyon Drake. And also James Conner, which I didn't know. I thought I didn't know he was going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver wise, we have two Lions, man: Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. They're both they're both on the I'd block. Like to get him, he's Alan a local Robinson, guy. He's going to Alan Robinson, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I'd love to get him. I would love mm-hmm. to get him. I think he would be all for coming to Detroit. Um, Chris Godwin, no, Juju no. Smith. Uh, he's not resigning. They're not resigning. Will Fuller, Corey Davis. Nah, we're good on him. No one signed Juju. I don't think anyone wants him. Um, Will Fuller is interesting. interesting uh, yeah. Will he be steroid clean? That's the question. Corey Davis, another local guy. Maybe we could get him. AJ Green, didn't know. Another uh, older guy, T.Y. Hilton. Then you talk Nelson about Sam Aguilar. I mean, our favorite, man. Nelson Aguilar. What if the Lions sign Nelson favorite, Aguilar? Man. I mean, I remember playing that Eagles. <laughs> Dog, I would love it, man. Hopefully he doesn't drop any passes. 
I Honestly, could, though, I can see great signing, re-signing with the Raiders though, after the season he had. Tight ends, we got two younger guys. I mean, Hunter Henry's up there in age. Mm-hmm. Johnu Smith, though, he had a breakout year. He'll be a free agent. Three older guys, Rob Gronk, Jared Cook, Greg Olson, probably coming to the end, the end of their careers. Uh, and then defensive studs, I just kind of grouped together a big list. Uh, main guys, two Bucks guys, first off the bat. Levante David and Shaquille Barrett. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Jadavion Clowney is going to be a free agent again. Richard Sherman and Patrick Peterson, uh, two veteran corners, going to be they're up there in age now, but they're going to be on the market. Desmond King. So after he got traded, he's already a free agent. So I guess the trade makes sense now. Bud Dupree and uh, Melvin Ingram. I I think he was in talks about mm-hmm. that contract. He was holding out. I think during Hard Knocks, right? Um, about getting the extension. Von Miller, older guy. Shaquille Griffin, a big part of that Seattle defense. Matt Judon, Leonard Williams. He's a lot younger than I thought. Only 29 years old. Um, still still a big threat defensively. Uh, Justin Simmons, he, he had a breakout year. He's on the scene in the Broncos uh, secondary. Uh, Sue, wouldn't it be a no, thing if no. Sue came and back then, to Detroit? Uh, I don't see it happening, but it would be interesting. And then lastly, yeah, Romeo definitely. Okwara, man. I hope hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get a little bit of a pull from uh, Julian Okwara, so. our uh, 2020 third-round draft pick. Hopefully can keep the Okwara brothers around for, you know, six, seven years. Dude, they're going to be good. Especially with the season Romeo had. He, he, he single-handedly, in my mm-hmm. mind, basically almost helped us win a the couple Atl- games. The Atlanta game, yep. The close ones, especially that Falcons one. Yeah. But, uh. I mean, I, I know you have two quarterbacks you wanted to talk about here in the first part, and then I'll, I'll give my thoughts on two of them. But why don't you go ahead and start with the two quarterbacks? All right, well, the first one I want to lead off with is probably the biggest free agent piece, I would say, in the 2021 class. And it's really sad that he's actually on this list because you would think that the Dallas Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, would have locked him up. Dak Prescott, very unfortunate injury last year that occurred to him. I believe I want to say week four or week five against the New York Giants. He was on pace. He was leading the so NFL early. in touchdowns. He was leading the league in yards. He was on pace, no matter how bad the Cowboys were going to be this season, probably to be the MVP of the league. Now, Jerry Jones, I'm going to say yeah. this to you. I, you. I know you don't listen to this podcast. I wouldn't blame you for not wanting to listen to this podcast. You're a very busy man. You have a lot of things going on in your life. But if you don't sign Dak Prescott, you don't get him back in that number four jersey with the star on the helmet, you're an idiot. Because whatever sure. team ends up snatching up Dak Prescott is going to be laughing in your faces for the next 10 to 15 years. Because I don't I don't see this injury being a problem. Swear. Obviously, lower leg injuries have caused quarterbacks problems in years past. But I don't see this. I see Dak bouncing back because of his young age. And I see him going, whether he's a Dallas Cowboy next year, wherever he goes, he's going to have a very good next 10 to 15 years. So Jerry Jones, you better sign this man or else he's going to haunt you for years to come. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, another interesting name on this list. I would say this is probably going to be to his job in Miami long-term now. So Ryan Fitzpatrick will move on. Uh, a lot of teams are going to need quarterbacks in 2021 with trades, retirements, draft, etc. He could go to a team like New Orleans who needs maybe a two- to three-year fix and they'll let them maybe go draft somebody in 2022 and he can nurture them before he retires. Or he could go to Jacksonville, maybe Denver, maybe sit behind Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields for a year, maybe get Drew Locke right. There's a lot of different teams that Ryan Fitzpatrick could go to. 
The number one team that I'd like to see Ryan Fitzpatrick go to is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he'd fit right in with Gardner Minshew. I know oh, they're going to draft Lawrence. Co- new coach, Urban Imagine Meyer. if your quarterback room looked like. Yeah, I mean, imagine if your quarterback room looked like Trevor that, Lawrence. There'd be quite some stories coming out Gardner of that, that quarterback room. I think that would be the. That, that would just be like the most like Alabama, like Hick, like country, like. <laughs> Florida Gator fishing like type quarterback room. If I just imagine, I saw this video, the funniest video I think I've ever seen, man. It was it, you got to look it up after this. It, it's it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, golfing with uh, Josh Allen and um, mm-hmm. ah, I can't even think. Oh, Sam Darnold. And the funniest part is, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. p- played for the Bills <laughs> and the Jets and the Dolphins. So and but he 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 turns, he goes, yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick here, you know, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Tom Brady, and then the camera pans and like Tom Brady, you know, not of the Patriots anymore. So it's just, and um, they were just having a good time. I think it'd be fun if we could have Gardner Minshew and Ryan Definitely. Fitzpatrick together, man. What if, what I think if that would be Patrick a really fun one? The, I think he uh, could he mentor him. Patriots, yeah. He would fulfill playing for every single AFC East team. Dude, he would be he would be the goat of that division. Bro. They would they would need to rename rename that division the Ryan the the AFC Ryan Fitzpatrick. Dude, I I I know Ryan Fitzpatrick will never make the Hall of Fame, but in my personal Hall of Fame, I put Ryan Fitzpatrick because like just just one of the goofiest dudes. I mean, you you think about all his um attire and the the time he was wearing that chain. I I just he just. He's a real fun type guy, and I I really think Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew, they should make a TV show together. I think if they got mm-hmm. in the same quarterback room, they could be best buds. But um, another guy, Cam Newton, really disappointed me this season. I had a lot of hope in him. I love Cam Newton. Um, I hope he I hope he resigns somewhere. I don't see him resigning with the Patriots. I I the only way I could see it happening. Is if Belichick's mm. playing the long ball quarterback wise? If he wants Cam Newton's going to be cheap again, you could sign him. He's he. There's a lot that went wrong. I think the number one thing that went wrong is they yeah, signed him so late. July. It was hard to learn that new system. Yeah, and and that system Mm-mm. is not an easy system to learn. Brady's not a system QB. He's proven that. Um, but. Like the 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 system was definitely he ran on Tom Brady. You, you they put Matt Castle in there, and that's the only time they missed the playoffs. And granted, they went ten and six or whatever we were talking about. But Cam Newton, if he ends up signing another one year with the Patriots, it'd be cool. If not, I mean, there's a couple of destinations he could end up going. But honestly, I, I mm-hmm. see him assuming the backup role this year, and that's sad because I I really think he. He he deserves a shot to be a starter, but at this point in his career, yeah, he's a bottom of the league. I agree. All right, running back wise, I mean, give your thoughts on. Uh, All right. Well, first we're going to lead off with race. a guy that's going to be playing in the NFC champ or the AFC, pardon me, NFC Championship game on Sunday. Uh, Leonard Fournette. He's had a great year in Tampa. Obviously, he was a late signee after uh, the Bills or after the Bucks had also signed Lashawn McCoy which is a guy we haven't heard about in the Tampa Bay Buccaneer yeah. uniform that much this season. At all. Um, obviously, former number f- uh, four, I believe, overall pick out of LSU, drafted by the Jaguars, had some off-field issues with Jacksonville. Um, it's only a one-year deal, as I mentioned, for Fournette, and Ronald Jones has shown that he is probably going to be the lead horse 
for this team for years to come. So, which makes me think Leonard Fournette's going to be on the move again. Could you see him maybe going to Arizona and teaming up with Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake? Or could he be the running back that the Philadelphia Eagles need to set that young core into a winning mode? And James Conner. It's sad to see him have a very disappointing season, especially with the way that, you know, he took Le'Veon Bell's job, basically. He had a great year in, what was that, 2018, I believe. And, you know, he's just a big piece in the young core of the Steelers, and I see him staying in Pittsburgh and maybe building up that championship roster. Yeah, I um, I was going to mention Connor, too, just because I, I didn't know he was going to be a free agent. Now, if he doesn't stay, mm-hmm. they have Benny Snell. But the thing is, Benny Snell, he, he's just, he didn't have consistent stretch of games. Like, you're talking about with, you know, Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones had a consistent stretch of James or games. So, Leonard Fournette should probably be out. I mean, realistically speaking, I don't see them keeping him for, for no reason. He's going to want money. He's a good back. Um and, and, and he's only on the one-year deal right now. But with James Conner, I think Pittsburgh's got to keep him because, like, Benny Snell didn't prove that he could be the guy. Ronald Jones proved he could be the guy, so Leonard Fournette's got to go. Not to say Fournette's bad. I honestly think I like your take on possibly the Eagles. I think I prefer your take on the Cardinals, though, because another guy who's leaving Arizona is Kenyon Drake. He's a speedy guy. I don't know where he could go. Uh, honestly, I could see him fitting in uh, a place like um, – uh, New England, though, because New England is losing James White and mm-hmm. Rex Burkhead. They're both free agents, and uh, they're going to need a guy. I could, I, I don't. Sony Michelle is not elusive mm-hmm. enough. Um, I could see a guy though, like Tevin Coleman, potentially going to New mm-hmm. England. But the main guy I want to focus on, Matt Breda. He's he's one of those guys on Madden. If you're in franchise mode, you trade mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Just how fast he is on the game. Um, he he had that really good season. When the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, it was him and Mostert. And now, I mean, where where could where could I see him going? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, personally, I'd like to see him go to a, to a team that already has a back because I I think he works best in the dual system. The thing is, I can't see him going to a guy like the Saints because he the Saints already have that speedy guy in Camaro. So wherever he goes, he's got to. He's got to be like the second and more receiving back. Um, I don't know. I could see him going to a place like Seattle, returning to that division. I think Cam Akers is good in the Rams, but Matt Breida, he could potentially go there. Um, I don't know. I just see him being a number two guy and, and helping out. And the last guy, Mark Ingram. I think he retires. I think, I think no one signs him. I think – I mean – he didn't do anything this year. How many? How many? Didn't he get you like zero fantasy yeah. points one week? And yeah. he was in the game. He was in the game. He was. He, it's not like he was benched. I'd hate to say that he retires, but I, I, if he gets signed, I just see him being the third, third guy, second or third guy on some of these teams. Because I don't know. Obviously, I don't want to say he can't do it. I mean, Frank Gore's done it forever. Um, he's another free agent. But Lashawn McCoy is on a team like that where he's on the Bucks and you just don't hear about him. So, Mark Ingram, if he signs, it's just going to be to get a paycheck. It's n- he's not going to have an involvement. Moving on to wide receiver wise, Kenny Galladay is the first one yep. we got to talk about, man. 
Can't be reminiscing Lions fans without talking about Kenny Galladay free agency. I mean, I really hope he stays, but I wouldn't blame him for not, especially if, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford isn't going to be the quarterback in Detroit next year. He is going to go get that top five money somewhere. I'm thinking maybe, you know, Seattle. Seattle has DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. If Kenny Galladay could get added, that could be the one piece they're missing on offense to have a prolific offense like Tampa. I mean, look at all the weapons Tampa has. Yeah. I mean, they got five or six different guys that can get the ball. Seattle could be that team if they pick up a guy like Kenny Galladay. Could Kenny Galladay go to Miami maybe with young star and Tua? You know, he could be the guy in Miami. And maybe he can lure in over the next couple of years some other free agents and make Miami a contender. I hope he stays, but I just really don't think he is. I want him to stay really bad. But like you said, the Lions have to rebuild. And Kenny Galladay is a guy who deserves – or even will want to be um, a part of something now. He, he was out the whole year pretty much with injuries, but I, it's not going to affect him too much. To be honest, I think he wanted to just stay out. I, think he, I, did, I don't think he wanted to come back this year. Um, but, I mean, main thing, I don't see the Lions spending the money to re-sign him when we need more pieces. We're going to have to sign a lot of pieces i think we keep marvin jones over him if we keep either of them that's the thing do do we keep both no do we keep even one of them do you see us keeping marvin jones? i would see marvin Kenny jones Gallaudet? probably having a better see? chance of staying just because he would probably be the cheaper option i uh i saw a potential landing spot from marvin jones i forget where it was but it made sense i'll have to think of it another guy though i got to talk about real quick Juju Smith, uh, he embarrassed himself this year. He had no class. I hate to say that, but dancing on logos, you are not Terrell Owens. You are not that good. You don't deserve to be doing that. Disrespecting other teams. Oh, it's the same old Browns. Yeah, the same old Browns destroyed you, bro. Every time he danced mm-hmm. on a logo, they lost. Every time, every time he got disrespectful, mm-hmm. they lost. And you know why? There's a reason for that. Because I mean, Karma. it's some yep. type of car. Oh, yeah, it's so, he brought he brought he brought a lot of bad yeah. juju, literally, no pun intended, bad mm-hmm. juju to that team, mm-hmm. and he needs to go. They're not Chase Claypool has had time. he had a great rookie season. Yeah, and the thing is, Claypool makes a TikToks right, but 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 I mean, Claypool he's just not the same as Juju. Juju is like he he has he's just so disrespectful, dude. He. I mean, it's just, it's just so, it's, mm-hmm. it's mind-boggling. You are, you are in the NFL. You are called to be the number one receiver on a team. You're called to be. You can't replace AB. He was probably the best receiver of the 2010s. He had like outstanding numbers that decade. But Juju, I know he can't replace him. But you're, you're called to step up. And what do you do? You mm-hmm. you embarrass yourself. I don't think any team's gonna be like, yeah, I'm looking, the, I'm I'm scanning the market yeah. for Juju Smith. For I sure. wouldn't. I think if he gets signed anywhere, yeah. it's a low contract, and it's maybe a one. Honestly, the most I see him signing is a one year deal. Maybe. Just because a trial run, <laughs> like it's like okay, we'll test him out this year. He's got a lot to prove, or maybe a two year deal where it's like okay. You'll have this much guaranteed if you can get through this year and prove to it. Like it's like 
he has to now prove. Before, he could have just been the receiver and just if he would have just closed his mouth, he he wouldn't be talked about like this, you know? And honestly, if he would have closed his mouth and not caused drama, for sure. Steelers might resign. But not now. I don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about Corey Davis. About. Definitely earned his money in 2020. I said way back over the summer during our AFC South preview, he really needed to have a great season for the Titans to pick up that fifth-year option on him. I see the Titans picking up that fifth-year option with him. I see him after that fifth-year option, maybe going out and signing a three- to four-year extension, getting top 20 money, and being a big piece in that Titans system for about probably four to six years to come. Yeah, I I honestly I see him keeping uh Corey Davis uh in Tennessee. He's a good piece to have. Um I don't see him as that number one guy, but him and AJ Brown are are, mm-hmm. are a really underrated duo. Um especially Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill that um, going to Tennessee I mean, saved he, his career. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. needs he needs a guy like Corey Davis, especially after the season he had this year. I wouldn't say he's like top ten or something crazy, but definitely fills that number definitely. number two spot really well. Um, last guy I want to talk about, Chris Godwin. There's two, there's two big names. I think for me that are the biggest out of these is Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin based on the seasons they've had and the past couple seasons they've had. Uh, but Chris Godwin's the one I really want to mention because I, I, I think the Bucks are going to do what they can to re-sign him. Um, I, I don't see him wanting to go anywhere else with Brady being there. Um, but imagine if he left, man, be a big hole. If he did, if he wants it would be a big hole to fill. I don't think he will, but if he did, I think it would be a very interesting – it would make offseason very interesting. Honestly, though, like you mentioned, I hope we sign Allen Robinson. If, if we're going to let Galladay go, it, it better mm-hmm. be to sign Allen Robinson. Um, tight end-wise, we, we got to talk – I want to talk about Johnny Smith. He had a breakout year the first half. Like you mentioned, Ryan Tannehill. This is his guy at the tight end spot. Um, ever since Delaney Walker left Tennessee – I, mm-hmm. I didn't know who the tight end was going to be. John Smith then. proved he could be it, and uh, I think I think they need to re-sign him here. I think they got to get him on a three or four year deal. Um, not crazy money, but like the standard for mm-hmm. the tight end in the league right now, whatever that is, you you just you get him that three four years, because um, tight end is valuable. Talk about the healthy T.J. Hawkinson this year made a huge for difference sure. for the Lions. So um, really really key piece there. Uh, what tight ends do you want to mention before we move on? To All right, I want to mention first Jared Cook. I mean, a very disappointing divisional round game. We mentioned way back when we were breaking down that game that that fumble that he had probably cost the Saints the game And in the third quarter. He had a great career. I see him getting – so far, he's had a great career. I see him getting a one-year deal, maybe from the Saints, maybe from another team, but I think this is going to be his last year in the league coming up in 2021. And then speaking of retirement, I want to talk about Greg Olson. Uh, great career in Carolina. He signs a one-year contract with Seattle. Didn't really do much with the Seahawks this year. I don't. See, I see Seattle being his last stop, and he is going to be retiring this season. Great career, you know, Hall of Fame tight end potentially top maybe 15, 10 all time. But I see uh, Greg Olson hanging up the cleats this year. Greg Olson, man, great career in a. Uh... Panthers and I remember when I first first started watching NFL football when he was on the Bears for that brief brief amount of time at the start of his career um but dude if it's if that was his last ride in Seattle like you said great career underrated one too because I I feel like I mean he, he until I saw his name on his free agent list I wasn't even thinking he was still in the league and um 
I think he's going to retire. Jared Cook, like you said, one-year deal maybe, something like that. Moving on to defensive studs, big one I want to talk about, Levante David. I think if mm-hmm. you're the Bucks, you got to re-sign him. You have to. You have to. You have to. And uh, I think he stays there. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, I think he's going to be interesting. Wherever he goes will be good. I, I could see him going to the Bills. Honestly, I'd love if Seattle just signed him, man. For sure. He's that difference maker. Um, Richard Sher- Sherman, though, is, is, is a free agent. After, after the way things ended in Seattle, no. he's not going back there. It'd be cool if he was one of those guys who went back and retired with their team. But it's not going to be that way. Wherever Richard Sherman goes is going to be a is going to be one of the bottom teams this year, sadly. And not to say he's a bad player, but I can see him signing with like the Jets, like 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 one of the lower teams that's that that needs some veteran guys. He could go to the Giants. Honestly, I'd like to see Richard Sherman in New York. Jets or Giants would fit right in. Um, uh, I'd love to see him go to the Giants over. The, um, I mean, hey, Jets, you always say the Jets is that. where you know guys go to end their career. So, I, I, if it is, I mean, if he ends up going to the Jets and ends his for career, real, then I know real. that's the place careers die. <laughs> um, but James Bradbury, though, uh, for the New York he's Giants, a, had a great, he's an underrated great, corner great in this career. league. Yeah, and I think if you get him and an old Richard Sherman, uh. I think their secondary could be mm-hmm. a little more nasty. Uh, Richard Sherman is on that decline. And uh, this could be one of his last years, but it would be cool. Last guy, Sue. And I'm thinking Sue. There's a lot to say as a Lions fan about Sue. It feels like forever ago that he was on this team. It would be so funny if he re-signed with us. I know he would never. He All, all Sue ever cared about was the money. He went to the That's Dolphins when they were horrible. With the Dolphins. That's all he wanted was money. At this point in his career, he's probably gonna sign mm-hmm. another one year with someone. I could see him if he wants to. I don't know how. I don't. I don't think he did great this year. Let me look up his stat line from from this season. Um, I don't think he had an outstanding year. I don't think he did bad either. Um, but I mean, he's he's old now, man. He he he's been in the league for um a minute. Let's see. Out of this year. He he did all right. Uh, I don't think he even was very involved, though, on that Bucks defense. I don't think he was a difference maker by any means. It looks like he got six sacks on the year, which, I mean, he's the interior guy, so it's, oh, not, well, it's not like he's going to have an insane total. His highest was, though, that rookie mm-hmm. year. He had 10 sacks for the Lions, and since then, he's never got – the closest he got was his last year with the Lions, and that was eight and a half. So six isn't bad because, honestly, six six is pretty good. That was his first year in Miami. He had six. Then he had five, four and a half, four and a half. Last year, he only he had two and a half. This year he had six. Um, I don't know. He, he might stay with Tampa. If not, though, I think he, he goes somewhere for maybe another one year. I, I, I don't see him – I think that mm-hmm. his contract with Tampa is a two-year. He could do another two-year, but I don't know. I think wherever he goes, it's going to be another one year like he spent with the Rams. All right. All Give right. I want to talk about Patrick Peterson first. I would say he's probably right now one of the most underrated corners in 
I know a lot of people talked about him in the beginning of his career, and he really didn't show that he had a really good beginning of his career, but he's starting to really hit his prime right now. I feel like they build a great defense in Arizona around him with guys like Devondre Campbell. Hassan Reddick had that four-sack game against the Giants. We talk about Buda Baker. Buda Baker is now the highest paid safety in the league. I see him staying with Arizona and getting a three- to four-year contract to help that defense and especially you know help on the offensive side of the ball with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Hopefully, getting these guys a window to try to go a win. They've been to one Super Bowl, Super Bowl in their franchise history with guys like Kurt Warner. Could maybe in Larry Fitzgerald's last season next year, them get to the Super Bowl. That could be a big piece to watch. Obviously, Von Miller, one of the best pass rushing linebackers in the league. He was a big part in that Super Bowl 50 title for the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning's last season. I see his time in Denver, though, being over. Yeah. Both coming off injuries, Bradley Chubb is probably going to be the guy now there as he is the younger option. I see Von Miller possibly going to maybe a team like the Saints, maybe to Indianapolis, a team that needs pass rushing. If you could see Von Miller and Darius Leonard together, that would be awesome in Indianapolis. A great linebacking duo. One of the best linebacking duos probably in the last 10 or 15 years to try to, and if Indianapolis can go get a quarterback, probably not going to be Phillip Rivers next year. They could have a chance to make some moves next year. And Jadavion Clowney, he was one of the biggest pieces of the 2020 free agent class. He's back again after signing that one-year deal with the Tennessee Titans, having a mediocre season. I see him maybe getting a two- to three-year contract, but less money than he did this year because of the disappointing season. Maybe going to Buffalo, maybe going to Dallas. You know, Dallas needs a pass rusher. They have Jalen Smith. They have Van Der Esch. They need that pass rushing, you know, defensive end slash linebacker. Or in Buffalo, they could be one linebacker away from having probably the best defense in the AFC at least. So if he could go to one of those teams, maybe you know expand their window a little bit and maybe go win a ring. Yeah, for sure. Jadavion Clowney, you know, he's had an interesting career for sure. He was drafted really high. He disappointed his first couple years in the in Houston. Then his last year or two. He, he did well there, I feel like. Then he goes to Seattle. He's that piece they needed. He really upped that defense. Then all of a sudden, he goes to Titans after that monster year he had last year with them. And disappoints. But I think, like you're saying, he's, he's going to be a guy who's going to fill a nice role for, for a team who needs a pass rush. The thing about Jadavion Clowney, he needs a team around him, I feel. And, and, and once you get him with um, – the right pieces, I think he's the difference maker on defense. Uh, you thought you mentioned Von Miller. I think it'd be interesting if you went to the Colts and had the opposite arc of Peyton Manning. I think that would be really fitting if if Peyton starts in Indy and goes to the Broncos. Uh, Von Miller starts in Denver and goes to Indy. I think that would be a perfect um kind of flip there. Um, if they did that, I I I initially I thought. Colts might try to make a move for Carson Wentz, but now that Doug Peterson has been fired, Jalen Hurts is going to be the backup again. I, I heard a lot about why Doug Peterson was fired. Obviously, he, he threw the game. We for, He made the Super Bowl. After he won that game against Tom Brady in that Super Bowl, he was regarded as like one of the best coaches in the league. Oh my gosh, Doug Peterson. Especially after Chip Kelly destroyed mm-hmm. the Eagles. Like, um... It was a lot different. Had they kept Nick Foles, it wouldn't. Have, I think they might have had a better shot. But with Carson Wentz coming off that potential MVP season he had, he it's gone downhill since then. And this year, they 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 end up benching him. 
the owner of the Eagles is paying Carson Wentz. He wants Wentz to start, and that's that's like there's been a lot of reports and articles now about how Peterson wanted Hurts to start, and the owner wants Wentz. Well, now that Doug Peterson, the guy who wanted Hurts to start, is gone, mm-hmm. Hurts won't be the starter, I feel. Wentz, if you're paying Wentz that much, you're going to want him to start. You're going to want it. So do we look at in the next year or two, does Jalen Hurts get mm-hmm. traded, how Garoppolo got traded? Obviously, Belichick wanted Garoppolo. He drafted him. But eventually, trade deadline comes. And you just say, hey, this is a guy, young guy. Yeah. He can get me something. Do you see Jalen Hurts potentially being I traded? If yeah, Wentz definitely. Is I mean, if you could like flip Jalen Hurts for, you know, a second or a third round draft pick, I could definitely see it happening. I think it'll be interesting. I think that's going to wrap up pretty much our free agent segment. And next next week, I mean, we're going to start mm-hmm. getting into kind of the draft side of things with the offseason and the future of the NFL. Probably looking at the quarterbacks, probably looking at some of, some of these guys. We got to talk about, you know, Devonta Smith. Where is he going to land on the draft board as we get into more like mock draft type things moving forward? Um, but, Dill, why don't you go ahead and wrap this episode up? It was a Good discussion today and excited to uh, talk about the Super Bowl. All right, Bowl thanks, guys, for week. listening to episode number 39. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe as we get closer, as Al mentioned, to the big game just a few short weeks away. And episode 40 next week, a big milestone for us, coming up almost on a year in about three months, two, three months. Uh, we thank you again so much for listening, and we hope you have a good day.